In this place, to find is to lose, and to lose is to find. Sorry, say that again? I, I think you lost me. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of all of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by Wheels. How are you, Wheels? I'm doing great. I think we've got a lot of... There's, there's a lot that we have on our plate this week. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Really? I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> um it's true there's a lot of nothing in the world we're about to talk about but but there's some specific moments in here that i since seeing them i have not been able to stop thinking about and i watched these worlds like two days ago okay i watched them all within the last like hour so i've already forgotten them all (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i'm very excited to see what you uh pull out of this um this this is also our Halloween special, and only one thing happened <laughs> that I remotely was like, I'll just bring that up when we get to it. But you might have also skipped over it, because it's in the most useless world in this game. Yep. Uh, do you want to start in on the little Castle Oblivion scene? Yeah, sure. We get up to floor seven, and the first thing we see is Lurkseen rejoining Axel in their weird little room, wherever that is. She pretends that she threw the fight, and then Axel's like, no, I think you just lost like a loser does. Yeah. Uh, Which is good. And then, surprise, someone else shows up, a a third cloaked figure, who um, we don't even have to... Appears in another puff of goo, as all these characters seem to do. Mm -hmm. And we don't even have to spoil their name, because Larkseen shouts it as soon as she sees him. Uh, Vexen! (laughs) Vexen! Um... So that's that's Vexen. Uh, he describes uh, Larkseen's display back there in the fight with Sora as an ungainly effort. Yeah, his whoever wrote his script is like an asshole. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I got the got the like thesaurus for assholes opened. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it, it definitely characterizes him well and suits him well. So he in in casual conversation, he makes sure to mention that he is a scientist and that he regularly does experiments because he is a scientist. In case you forgot, because I'm sure everyone in this room doesn't know him. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that I deal in experiments. Uh, so, <laughs> Vexen says that Larkseen's lost shames the organization, uh, and Axel butts in and asks what Vexen is even doing here, because he rarely comes, as Axel says, topside. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, I guess, like, this high in the the castle? I mean, I, don't I, know. I actually, if, I, if I'm thinking about it, I think there is, like, a basement level. In the Riku stuff. Yeah. Anyway... Vexen explains that he came back because he is a little unconvinced by their little fascination with Sora, and he proposes some sort of experiment that uh, to see whether or not Sora really 
will be useful to the organization's uh, efforts. Axel and, and Larkseen are like, you just want an excuse to play with your new toy. Uh, and then Axel hands Vexen a card with the image of Destiny Islands on it. Uh, and that's about it. He says, I hope you put on a better show for us. And then some familiar feet walk into frame. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anything happens in this scene. I know Sora runs off um, like, they've got nominee. We got we to gotta go to get nominee. And I think... Yeah, and then we get another line from Donald and Goofy about, well, if you just remembered a friend you'd lost, you'd care too. Yeah, and I think Goofy actually even says that, you know, if it was the king, we'd probably do that. Sometimes it feels like Donald and Goofy are Sora's parents. <laughs> Especially in this game. This game, they are definitely yeah. like doting parents just sort of following around the child. Yep. Even even though in other games, sometimes Goofy is the child. So, Every, All three of them are kind of the child sometimes. They are all children. Let's jump into this world. Yeah, this world kind of fucks me right up because yeah. it's Atlantica and they are Isn't not... they're on foot? Yeah, they're not fish like they usually are. They're just <laughs> on foot walking on the bottom of the ocean. They just walk um, and they can breathe and it's no big deal. Why did they go through the effort of reskinning Halloween Town if they weren't going to do Atlantica? I had the same question. I bet that it's... I bet it was easier to do... Uh, so I think the reason is probably that it wasn't a matter of it's difficult to reskin the characters mm -hmm. as much as it is difficulty in making uh, swimming mechanics the GDA again to create the type of yeah swimming mechanics. So instead of it would even it would be weirder to have Dolphin Sora walking on the ground. I would love that though. Um, well, that makes one of us, uh, and I think I side with the developers of Chain of Memories in, in, in the decision that I don't want to see that. Yeah, uh, and that's fine, because I, I think the card system would be even less accessible and functioning in, uh, swimming yeah. around, but also I kind of wish they just didn't reskin Halloween Town then, because now it just feels weird and inconsistent. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, them walking around in the ocean is weirder than them turning into fish. Which was weird, kind of, to begin with. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird, and it definitely bothers me. But uh, do you want to take it from here <laughs> as, as Ariel swims up? She swims up, and she's just like, you didn't see me. And then leaves. Yep. She clearly has the trident behind her back, and... I guess like like they kind of have this conversation for like a minute or two, but nothing like it's literally just you didn't see me. It's like, what do you have behind your back? Nothing. And you didn't see me. OK. All right. And then they like, all right, I guess we'll walk around. Keep walking forward. And they end up in the palace uh, of Atlantica, where they find Sebastian pouting a little bit. The uh, little mermaid character, Sebastian, little crab fella lobster no he's a he's a crab right he's a sebastian yeah he's a crustacean that's for sure he's yeah he's a he, he's he's a composer what oh i guess yeah i guess yeah that is his occupation <laughs> i was like what kind type of creature is that um yeah he, 
a lot of weird stuff under the sea. Uh, he is pouting a little bit because Ariel is gone along with the trident, uh, and Flounder is missing too, and it's just not a great day for Sebastian and Goof Troop. Uh, after they're done talking with him, are like, hmm, we know where Ariel is because we just saw her, but she seemed like she didn't want anyone to know where she was, but we want to help Sebastian somehow, so we'll just go looking for Ariel to try and figure out what the situation is and see if anyone needs help is basically how I interpret their motivation here. And they, this is the first of a couple times where I think either the the writers got really lazy or they're intentionally fucking with the whole memory mechanic because this is one of the first couple times where people just remember names when they shouldn't because Sora shouldn't know Ariel. Oh, that's a good point. Does she say, yeah, because it's not like she says, hi, my name is Ariel. Now, please forget me. Yeah, no, she's just like, you didn't see me. Although and that's she leaves. basically I, what I wish I could say at any party is like, <laughs> I am wheels. Now, please forget me and, and, and don't remember my face. Yeah. That would be pretty effective, I think. It would be a good superpower. Oh, yeah. So that happens, and then they go off and eventually end up at her grotto, or as you refer to it, her apartment. And yep, she's just sort of reciting her regrets of uh, <laughs> taking this trident. Yeah. And um, before Sora and the goof, the goof Boys step in, Ursula descends upon uh, young Ariel and sort of talks to her about... She... Flounder's dead or some shit? He's not, but that's totally what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought she meant when she was like, well, he's gone to the human world now. And I'm like, they're going to eat him. That's the whole like plot of the movie. Yeah, it's a, we- it's a weird... Uh, it's weird how they say it. Like, they say that Ursula says that Flounder has gone to the human world <laughs> um, and leaves it vague like oh, that. Oh, God. And we find out that Ariel is planning on making a deal with Ursula to let her borrow the trident in exchange for Flounder. She promises she can make uh, Flounder safe. It's not a rare fish. It's not worth it. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Flounder. Sorry, what? It can't be a rare type of fish. Just make a friend with another one. Sorry, sorry. Stop the presses. Are you saying that in this world of Atlantica, where fish are sentient and have personalities and, like, make jokes, and that, like, still it doesn't matter if I'm someone just, just disappears forever? If they're, unless they're, like, a, I don't know, like, like some sort of, like, oh, this one's, this one's an angler fish, so that's a little more exciting. So we care more about the life and death of this one. This, this sentient being. <laughs> is that right. what you're saying to me right now on this podcast? That is what I'm saying to you, and it's very Oof, uh. Uh, ethically questionable. And I won't yeah. stand, I won't yeah. stand by it with the exception of it's just fun. This is our most problematic episode yet. <laughs> it's I'm just it's I'm just weighing the pros and cons of Flounder and the Trident. Her best friend! 
Okay. I'll concede. <laughs> I'll concede. Uh, she was. She's good friends anyway. with Sebastian too. He's just. He just seems like Sebastian is like the annoying tutor piano teacher you don't want to spend time with. Um, anyway, what even happens? I'm totally lost. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, this is where we get a line where uh, she's talking with Ursula and she's sort of having second thoughts. Um, and she begins a sentence with the phrase, Daddy needs the trident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a Which lot I've of, been um, thinking a lot about lately. <laughs> I feel like that that just the the lovingly referring to um her father as daddy just happens a lot in this world. Yeah, it's rough. It's like a comedy minefield. It's like it's there. It's it's the type of joke that's a little too easy to make, but oops, I just stepped in it. Um, so a daddy joke has already happened in this episode. I'm yeah, sorry. I guess I um, guess we can just acknowledge it and keep going. Mm-hmm. It's here. We've accepted it. So Ariel says uh, decides that she needs some time to think. It's very unlike Ursula to be like, yeah, you know, just think about it, rather than just like take the trident while it's in front of her. Because like, we like, see later, she can kind of just do that. Yeah, and she, like, are you saying she couldn't overpower Ariel? Like, this, it's weird. That's a good point, too. Anyways. Maybe she's not that strong without the tr- trident. Do we have examples of that in this universe? I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, she does, like, magic and shit in Kingdom Hearts 1 That's before she true. gets it. And she, as we're about to see, ha- apparently has the ability to just summon Flounder. <laughs> uh, yeah um see it's that easy is what i'm saying so uh, they go to whatever i guess ursula's grotto or lair question mark um her flat <laughs> yeah and they get there with the trident so she summons flounder just poof and is like all right give me give me the fork if you want the fish and the fork transfers possession <laughs> and I guess. I think, I don't even know if Flounder swims over yet. I don't know. But they fight Ursula. <laughs> Boss fight time. Yeah, Ursula gets the trident and she's like, all right, now I'm going to be the ruler of the sea. And I'm going to, oh, and she makes some crack about how Ariel wants to see other worlds. So she's like, I'm going to show you another world, but it's going to be a one-way ticket. Meaning and then like she's going to kill everyone. And then it's just this room again. But yep, and Ursula different. gets real big. Yeah, this is this is kind of like the Oogie Boogie fight where it's like, it's the same fight, but also it's a different fight. Mm-hmm. It's like not significantly different. But uh, surprise, Sora wins. And afterwards they have their little powwow where Sora just recommends that she lie about it when returning the trident. Yeah, and just say that Ursula stole it so that she doesn't get in trouble for taking it herself. Yeah, but she would rather be honest and be like, I'm proud that I did this thing to save my best friend, which, okay, but... Yeah, specifically, she she basically says, like, I, I don't feel, like, uh, sure, I might have not done things perfectly, but I don't feel bad for doing what... I had to do to protect my friend is kind mm-hmm. of what she says. Specifically, she says blaming someone else would mean uh, 
giving those feelings up, those feelings being her friendship for Flounder. Which is not how Alice feels, because she would easily gaslight anyone to protect herself. Um, yeah. So, and apparently Sora too. Um, also, I want to point out but that... Alice is a princess of heart, and, and uh, Ariel, Ariel is not. Is... Yes, excellent. True, true facts. Um, I also want to point out that Sora asked... I think Sora asks what would happen if she told uh, that she... Stole the trident, and she says that she would be grounded forever. I just think that about stinks. thinking about that. <laughs> um, that's it. That's the end of the world. Goodbye. Back to Castle Oblivion. Bye, Atlantica. We I won't look forward to seeing you again. But we will. Unlike unlike uh, Wonderland, this isn't uh, this isn't the last farewell. Who's in the hallway when we get out What's, there? Oh yeah. Hey, look, uh, our friend Riku is in the hallway. And it's totally really Riku, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, we know from the full context of this game that it's not really Riku. It's, uh, well, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of, it's kind of implied, too, because in that last scene with Vexen, we didn't mention it, but, like, the last thing you see is sort of this weird foot step onto the frame, and it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to tell it's that weird purple thing that Riku wears that we make fun of. Um, yeah, when he's uh, in Ansem mode in mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, so you can kind of connect the dots from that too. But uh, he's real angsty and mad at Sora. Yeah, Sora's like, wait, what are you doing here? And Riku says, not happy to see me? Let me know if I'm getting in the way of something more important. Sora's, Sora's like, as he often is in Kingdom Hearts 1 with Riku, he says, like, um, wait, I didn't say that? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, And Riku is sort of just giving his own little monologue, not really paying attention to what Sora says and accusing Sora of things that he's clearly not doing. Why are you always mad at me? Why are you like this? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> That's basically uh, the Riku experience. Yeah. Um, so there's a little back and forth like that. And Sora's like, sorry, pal, I came here to save you. And he says, but now, not anymore. Now it's all about Namine. But you never cared about me anyway. Just like you never cared about her feelings. Okay. Yeah, and so it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and Riku says, you never even gave it a thought, did you? Yeah. Just because you want to see Namine. Sorry, doesn't go both ways. Tell you the truth, Namine doesn't even want to look at your face. I'm so glad you wrote on every single word. <laughs> oh, I did. Everything he says is precious. Um. So... Sora continues to be confused. Riku, you you might have the exact words written down, but he insinuates that Sora did something to make Namine leave the island, which in in, in this mythical AU yep. <laughs> Destiny Island situation. And Sora is, you know, uh, acts in the way that you would expect when some when you keep being told these lies when you when and. Everyone seems to think they're true, and you're not quite sure. And he's like, wait, did I do something? Was it actually my fault? 
Um, Which I got to be honest is probably really good. Like, yeah, mo- there are a lot of people who actually do things and then are super defensive. And Sora's just like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> like, yeah, good on Sora. Proud of him. But also, I think this is an example of uh, another place where the game, in its weird roundabout pseudo philosophical way, ends up talking about real stuff because like uh we, we talked about gaslighting jokingly in one episode and then more seriously later uh and i think like this is one of the effects of that when you're repeatedly lied to about something so that someone is specific explicitly trying to manipulate holes in your memory like this that's kind of what that can feel like sometimes is like un- being unsure and and doubting yourself and wondering if you're really the terrible person that Riku is telling mm-hmm. you that you are. And so I think I think they do a good job of um, displaying that here. And I feel for the poor guy, for Sora. Um, yeah. He, so, uh, he being Riku says, go home, I'll care for Namine. Anyone who goes near her goes through me. And then they clash swords. So it's like this escalated really fast. Oh, also, uh, Riku is wearing his um, uh, some of that purple goop flies up and turns his clothes into the Ansem clothes. Yeah. Why are we always fighting? I thought we were friends. Psh, since when have you cared about me? Actual line. Yeah. Uh, so this happens. He beats Riku. They fight. And Riku runs away. And that's it. <laughs> they go up to the next floor, and I think... Well, there is there is an... Or is it on the next floor where, like, Jiminy comes out? Yeah. Um, oh, okay, go it's on, the, it's on the next floor, Riku, and he's, like, mad that he can't find Riku. And, um, yeah, Jiminy does hop out and suggest, well, maybe he just forgot how close of friends you were. Which, if you're going to believe that, why is that not happening to Sora? Um, well, I mean, I guess they also does. point out he also posits sort of another th- uh, half theory where he says, hey, did you notice uh, it almost looked like Ansem was controlling me again, which can't mm-hmm. be the case because we defeated Ansem. But that's weird. Yeah, which it's a weird, cl- which that that um, observation is a little closer to the truth than is mm-hmm. in a weird way is a little closer to the truth than what they Pause it, because it's not Ansem that's controlling him, and he's not Riku, but he is a thing that's being controlled by someone malevolent. So it's kind of close. It's complicated. I mean, it's not that complicated, but when you put it on all those terms, it is. (laughs) Um, Oh, I I do a great job of making the simple complicated, which might mean I am the worst person to do this podcast. Although, nothing is really simple here, so maybe I'm the best person? I don't know. What is the opposite of Occam's razor? Is it... Is it it's got to be like... I'm sure there's a name for it. I'm trying to think of what the opposite of a razor is, and I'm going to say wheels that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll come back to it. I've already forgotten. <laughs> I've heard of this. Now that I look it up, I've heard of this. This It's called Hickam's Dictum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hickam's Dictum is a counterargument to the use of Occam's razor in the medical perfection, perfe- profession. While Occam's razor suggests that the simplest explanation is most likely, Hickam's dictum is commonly stated, patients can have as many diseases as they damn well please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's it. That's where we're at now. 
Donald and Goofy also mention to remember uh, their first promise, which they paraphrase here, um, either intentionally for the sake of the memory theme or not. Uh, they say to just keep smiling. So they do, I guess. When it's sort of the converse promise, as you mentioned, the original one was no, no frowny fi- faces. Yeah, no, no being, no frownies. So, uh, on to Neverland, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot that happens in this world. Um, sure isn't. All the- there's a thing in there that... Peter Pan <laughs> says some things. Yeah, Peter Pan's here. Peter Pan says some things, but we're not there yet. That's, uh, we can kind of speed through it. We get into this fucking boat that's the tr- bane of all of our existence, but ironically... The Jolly Roger. I, I, yeah, ironically, putting it in this castle makes it less confusing for us. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Tink, your bell. Oh, I am on. reminded, although they, I don't think they do this in Kingdom Hearts 1, but in this game... Uh, Wendy specifically refers to being from London. That's which weird. Makes me wonder: Does that mean, since she's based on Sora's memory of Wendy, does that mean that the actual Wendy is from London in King- in the Kingdom Hearts canon? And does that mean that just Earth exists in? I mean, it could the Kingdom Hearts canon. London on any planet, but yeah, no, we. I guess it could just be called London. Mm-hmm. It like that's definitely. Thing. The, the weirdest thing about the world in Kingdom Hearts is that most of them are just Earth. <laughs> just parts of <laughs> Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Deep Jungle. Yeah, Deep Jungle, I mean, debatably Agrabah. A lot of them are just sort yeah, of fictionalized yeah. biomes, except for London is London. And uh, although we don't see it in any of the Stitch worlds that exist, Hawaii. So, let's... Talk about this boat. Tinkerbell shows up, uh, ultimately does nothing, and then it gets attributed for leading them to Peter Pan, who continues to be his dumb, shitty self. And the, he asks Sora why they're there, and they don't have an answer. Yeah, but I mean, what would you say in that circumstance? Uh, well, um, you're actually fake, and I'm in a tower. I mean, I don't even know if they comprehend that. I don't know if they comprehend anything. They are just pushing forward. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, 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 what if, uh, uh, unstoppable force meets an immovable data world, memory world. (laughs) Yeah. I think Sora is just like dissociating the entire fucking time and then just forgets the whole thing anyway. So who cares? Yep. It's a great game. So glad we're, (laughs) we could, we should have just skipped this game and then just been like, oh yeah, we just. We got to Kingdom Hearts 2 and the we journal f- the, jur- the journal just says, fuck that game. This is weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. We forgot to cover uh, <laughs> Chain of Memories. Uh, I promise that it, things are important when we get to Riku. Riku doesn't forget yeah. everything. He is offered. Yeah. <laughs> he is offered to forget the horror that is in Chain of Memories. But um, <clears throat> he doesn't. So let's... Keep going. They decide to, quote-unquote, join up. I don't think Peter does anything. And he's just looking for Wendy. And then when we get to Wendy, she wants to go home. And he Peter Peter doesn't take it very well. 
Um, yeah. it's, this he is, is the most uh, awkward not a and, great dude. This is the most awkward and uncomfortable I think I've felt watching Kingdom Hearts. You see, you felt awkward and uncomfortable. I felt angry. Peter Pan is a terrible human being. He's, He's like, a- um, excuse me, you want to go home to London where you're going to grow up and be like an adult and forget about uh, me? How dare you? Yeah, no, um, I mean, it sucks. I hate him, but like... It is w- the most selfish thing. Sora is just like there listening into it. That is pretty awkward, yeah. Fuck Peter Pan, um, which I think is yep. not a controversial opinion at this point, luckily. Um, <laughs> he's never once done a good thing. Uh, so let's, I guess they keep going. They're just like, hey, you know, Wendy, just hang out here. We're going to go do whatever it is we do. And they get to the top deck and they run into Hook and they're like, free Wendy. And he's like, one step ahead of you, buds. And there she is on the plank. Yep. And then she's about to walk the plank when Peter Pan is like, just kidding, I actually do care about you, and flies in and saves her, and then Sora fights Captain Hook. Guess what happens? Sora wins. Sora wins. I just remember something that happens, and it's probably something that's bothering you, so I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's save it till we get to it. Um, so Wendy, the, Peter's concerned that Wendy's going to forget him. Um, and she's like, no. And he's like, but no, it happens. That's what happens when you grow up. That's why I hate it. Which, I mean, that's part of it, I'm sure. Uh, Sora reassures them that no, like, memories don't go away. They just kind of take a nap. They're just sleeping in your noggin. And uh, something can trigger and wake it up. And um, I guess that can reassures them. And so he takes... Yeah, consoles. Consoles. I was going to say consolidates. Not the word. Um, <laughs> you know when you consolidate someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tinkerbell comes back after they go and uh, makes a, a card of herself for Sora. And then I'm just going to let you... It's more sensible coming from a fairy than a Final Fantasy character. Yeah. Although Cloud also has like a weird wing. It's not... That separate. Um, what happens? Are you saying that Cloud is a Tinkerbell? Yes. He can fly inexplicably. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Okay, so after this happens, I'm, I want you to explain to me what... what oh, I don't know if I can. I mean, it's, it's okay. easy to ex- like explain what you see. Mm-hmm. So Peter Pan flies up with Wendy and Tinkerbell... And then Peter Pan drops a Moogle, like the Final Fantasy race Moogle, on top of Donald. That makes way more sense. I just assumed it fucking fell from nowhere. I did not connect (laughs) with us. How does Peter Pan just have a Moogle? Is it in his pocket? Why is there a Final Fantasy character? In Sora's memory of Neverland. I mean... Is this the only... I think this is the only time in the entire franchise where we see a Final Fantasy character in a Disney world and it's just for a gag of Peter Pan dropping a Moogle on Donald's face. 
The Moogle seems fine. He's great. For what Moogle's that's worth. so fine with this situation. What the fuck, though? And then it's just done. Yep. Haha, <laughs> funny joke. Back to Castle Oblivion. Back to Castle Oblivion. <laughs> so that's been haunting uh, you for three days. Yeah, I don't get it. Why? That's pretty scary. Spooky Halloween episode. There it is. <laughs> that wasn't my thing, but it works. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess... I'm not as confused now that you said it that Peter Pan dropped it. I just really thought a Moogle just fucking appeared for a joke. But how does that make any more sense? Where did Peter it, Pan get a Moogle? <laughs> At least there's a reason it's falling from the sky. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, uh, we're That's back in Castle some... Oblivion. Oh, uh, Riku's there again. And he's still angsty. He's still... Not as bad as Peter Pan, at least. But he's that's true. It's 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 a nice good. break. Although I I will give the credit uh, to the writers of this game for easing us up up into the assholery of Peter Pan by by giving us a, a bookend of of Riku as sort of a, a transitional period on either end of him. Yeah, um, and I guess also uh, Vex and shittiness is up there too. True. And Larkine, it's all just a slow build. Yeah. shittiness and now we're now we're in the denouement we've hit the climax of terrible people i.e peter pan <laughs> and from here on out it's just gonna get better um uh riku says stuff like you know take the hint i told you to go home and sora says not until i rescue you and nominee riku says i don't remember you asking to rescue i don't remember asking you to rescue me rather and Sora's like, wait, no, you, you kind of did, because you wanted us to be reunited with Kairi, and she's waiting for us both to come home. Didn't you, uh, Have you forgotten that? And Riku's like, you are the one who forgot. I told you at Kingdom Hearts when we closed the door to take care of Kairi, and now you're here in some weird castle instead of doing that, so I'm not going back to the islands ever. Yeah, that's weird. There's a lot of weird things he says in this scene. Sora's like, but, you know, what about all your other all the other people back there that you miss? And then Riku's like, you probably don't remember them either. <laughs> to which Sora <laughs> can't prove him wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Riku goes on to say, I've forgotten about all this stupid shit that didn't matter. Now I only think about Nominee. <laughs> Um, in my mind, it's it's almost just like a tutorial level in my memory. <laughs> Doesn't actually say that, of course. No, he should. Sora, of course, um, remembers. I think this is on on point with the thing that he says at the end of Neverland. But um, he remembers fighting with Riku as a, as a child, and he's like, "I'll just jog your memory then." And then Riku's like, "Yeah." Riku, Riku, like, is like. No, you won't. You won't jog my memory. <laughs> I won't remember it. So that's great. Sora beats him again, and he runs away again. He did skip a kind of important line where Riku says that um, it's good that the castle is making him forget because he's forgetting all the unimportant things so he can focus on what is important, namely protecting Namine, uh, seemingly yeah. from Sora. Yeah. that's So we get his motivation as to why they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after that fight, they go up to the next floor. 
Um, and we see first we see Axel hanging out with Namine. Yeah, uh, who is he's he's concerned about Namine of uh, it, how how she's feeling with her her two best friends fighting, and uh, she's not a fan of this conversation. Yeah, um, and I don't I don't remember if anything else actually happens in this scene. He says we uh, he says. Uh... You have my sympathies from the heart, but don't waste your time. We nobodies can never be somebodies. Which is a sentence that won't make a ton of sense in this game, but it will later. Let's get back to Goof Troop, who continued to talk about Riku. Concerns about Riku. So convinced this is Riku. And Jiminy suggests that maybe... Well, Sora's like, why are we always fighting... I don't know if it's Jiminy or Goofy that says, well, maybe it's because you care about what happens to each other. Um, my voice decided it was Goofy. Um, <laughs> and, it's uh, not a sentiment that makes a lot of sense. No, it's not. You know how you fight with everyone you care about? <laughs> yeah, no, I beat up my family every day. You're in a constant yin and yang battle. That's, yeah, That's... Called abusive <laughs> relationships, <laughs> Goofy yeah. or Jiminy, don't remember. And someone also poses... <laughs> One of you uh, is on blast, and I'm not sure which. <laughs> and I'm not going to go back and check. Someone suggests that... or not, Maybe not suggests, but sort of poses that it'll be fine because they were always together. And it's like, oh, the three of you, uh, Sora, Riku, and... Somebody. Who? Now they've forgotten Kyrie. This is the point of no return. Yeah. Kyrie's gone. Deuces. Do do we get, uh, uh, well, and specifically, Sora says, uh, well, Jiminy says they better hurry before they forget. And Sora's like, that's right. You know, we three were never apart. Me and Riku... And nominee. And then the scene ends. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We get some commentary here from... this is the So we talked last game about how the Let's Player we were following in that game sort of asserted himself into the narrative a few times. Um, mm-hmm. Now, canonically, the gummy ship is called the monkey butt because of that. Uh, in, at least in our uh, uh, version of Kingdom Hearts canon. Here uh, is the first time our Let's Player Chain of Memories asserts himself, and that is uh, by providing some commentary about the excitement that lies within 100 Acre Woods, or 100 Acre Wood, rather. Uh, Normally in every game, uh, Amiru the Knight puts a little title card that says the name of the world and then the, the bosses involved. Uh, and for a hundred acre wood, we just say, see boss, zzz, like Z's, like sleeping. It's a little sly commentary from Amir the kept, night there. I kept waiting for a boss that was a bee to show up, and it never happened. And then I got the well. Goof. We kind of do fight bees. You do. I guess we do fight bees, but I don't think that's what's being implied. No, it's here. not. It's not what's implied. It's a goof, and it's a good goof. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just assumed he would never steer me wrong and lie to me. He did. But it was a good It's tough. It's a tough world out there. Let's talk about how dumb. <laughs> Let's talk about 
dumb this world is in like 30 seconds. Uh, all their friends are missing. You go look for them. All of Pooh's friends, yeah. Yeah. Winnie yeah, the Pooh. Pooh's, Winnie the Pooh. Um, he, they do the thing again where Sora just knows Pooh's name and Pooh just knows Sora's name. It's very subtle and whatever. Uh, first they find Piglet. Unimportant. And then they go to Rabbit's Farm Rabbit, where... Yeah inexplicably a pumpkin is rolling down the hill and murders Winnie the Pooh. And that's, <laughs> that's our Halloween. And that's where the game theme. ends. The credits yeah. just roll. Sora can't come back when from this. you walk away. <laughs> that's it. Um, <laughs> got it memorized. Uh, Sora. No, Pooh. Who is murdered by the pumpkin? Um, Sora continues to live on his days in the Hundred Acre Wood. Um, no, the, the pumpkin, although it's not a jack-o'-lantern, uh, as, as it would be on brand, it's it's rolled down by Rabbit, the um, the rabbit from the Winnie the Pooh stories. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right, so now we found him. And so there's this mini game where you, like, sort Rabbit's vegetables. You only have to do it, like, you only have to get like 30, but fucking Amiru decides to play it until he's gotten like a hundred of them. So good on him. Pro gamer. Pro gamer, Amiru the Knight. Um, there's also a mini game where you fly up a tree with balloons, which is how they get to Owl. Um, and then there's Tigger who jumps. He's and also very Eeyore. good at the jumping game. Eeyore, which inexplicably you've, Beat up a bunch of bees and then find the tail. <laughs> eh, in the honey tree. That's like it's kind of like I lost my tail and Pooh's like, "Ooh, there's honey. I don't care about my friend." And then Riku or not Riku, Sora beats up a bunch of bees so that way Pooh can get the honey and then I guess the tail's there. So good he for you. his head against the tree and the tail was in the tree and the tail falls down. There is a really funny joke here. Where when Eeyore gets his tail, uh, he's like, oh, so I guess it was just an accident that you, uh, that you helped me. Uh, and then he's like, well, here, have this. And he hands Sora something. Uh, and Sora's like, well, like you said, it was an accident. So, and then Eeyore is like, well, I only just happened to find this. So it's the accidental <laughs> part of my, of my thank you. And it just, just hands him an elixir. That's great. I think I skipped over one because there is a weird sort of thing in the middle of the woods where they get launched into the fucking sky and then fall. <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of proto dream drop distant shit. Um, but in, uh, ultimately, they get back. They just fall forever and then they hit the ground and they die. But they're not dead. And Rue is there. <laughs> They find Rue. Yep. So he found all his friends, and then they go to the the f big empty plane with the log, and this is goodbye, and that's it. I <laughs> I can't yeah, garner I mean, it's, anything it's, else from this world. The, it's uh, on the is one it, hand, I I like all the Winnie the Pooh worlds. I like all the One Hundred Acre Wood uh, versions because I think they're, they're cute all and like I'm. Yeah, they're cute, and I'm nostalgic for Winnie the Pooh, and, like, they're cool. But, like, yeah. when we're analyzing the story of Kingdom Hearts, it's just... Exactly. 
It's just it, a fucking speed bump. We're trying to do this sort of weird comedy science to Kingdom Hearts, and then Winnie the Pooh pops up in uh, pure earnest uh, uh, emotion land, and there's nothing. <laughs> and I joke about him being murdered by a pumpkin. <laughs> and there's just nothing. Happy to Halloween, say about. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um we're back in Hollow Bash. Nope. We're back in Castle Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much just acknowledge that Riku's not there and then carry on about their business. And that's all for today. That's all we've got. You got ahead of yourself because next time we will be going to Hollow Bastion. Yep. And probably somewhere else. I don't actually know how the rest of the game is paced on what we'll include in the next episode. But um we're nearly done with Sora. Mm-hmm. And then Riku's story might actually be longer than Sora's, but maybe not. We'll see. We shall. Where do we find you? Me? You can find me in my home. Um, well, where I sleep. <laughs> well, what about, what about on the internet? Um, well, I have a Twitter account, which is Ghost of Joe. Uh, which is spelled just J-O, Ghost of J-O. You can find me on there. I occasionally will post things I write about video games. Um, I also have another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, in which I talk about the anime called One Piece. Um, We just recorded a new episode today, and I'll be up weeks, or a week before this episode goes up, um, in which, just to to do some cross-promotion you know, get people interested. Maybe they liked what happened on this podcast. They like what happened on that podcast. Luffy got vored by a snake and has been in there for like ten episodes. <laughs> it, it one piece is really bad about like we need to make the strongest character unable to do anything until the end of the arc. So Luffy's in a snake. Um, but other than that, that's all. That's all I got to plug. I'm Wheels. You can find me on Twitter at the Travis W. Unlike Joe, I don't post anything meaningful there. I just complain about how, you know, like the last thing I complained about was the fact that I bought a used uh, microphone and it works great, but it smells like body odor. Um, Are you using it right now? No, I'm not because it smells too bad and I haven't. And I I cleaned the grill. uh, All right. So here's the deep dive. It's a Shure SM57 or 58. I can't remember. They're basically the same microphone. Um, It's a dynamic microphone. Uh, which, I mean, if you're going to clean one, I'm glad it's a dynamic and not a condenser. Getting deep. Uh, so I cleaned the grill off and that smells fine. But but like the actual microphone ex- itself, like the diaphragm and everything smells terrible. And I'm not sure how I can rid that of odor without destroying the microphone. Um, so that's my horror and hell right now. Uh, but I also do a podcast called Arbitrary Archive where my brother and I um recommend movies music tv etc based on a randomly selected category every week it's called arbitrary archive great um let's see what do oh yeah um do i always say that was blank you should say that was blank right you you don't always we Ideally, it's whoever doesn't do the opening, but we just stopped paying attention. I think you did it like three weeks in a row. Yeah, so you should do it this week. Sure. So that was a hazy recollection 
of Atlantica. Really hazy recollection of Atlantica. Um, oh, fuck, I already forgot the other world. Uh, I don't remember either. A Neverland. That, that was a hazy, extremely hazy recollection of Atlantica, Neverland, and the 100 Acre Wood. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. In 2016, I met an artificial intelligence named Jeff, who predicts an apocalypse that will destroy all of human culture. In order to prevent the loss of such classics as Casablanca, the Tao Te Ching, or that episode of the X-Files where Mulder and Scully are attacked by magic cats, we record our thoughts about them in a podcast called Arbitrary Archive. Every week, Jeff gives us a one-word category, and each of us contributes a piece of media or artwork that fits that category to the Arbitrary Archive. You might think it's a bizarre premise for what's really just a show that reviews and recommends media. But actually, it's not a premise because all of it is true. Subscribe to the Arbitrary Archive in iTunes or, you know, wherever.